Don't tread on my jeans. What a week. My name is Matt Sinovic. I'm the Executive Director of Progress Iowa. And I'm Ivy Beckhill, Communications Director of Progress Iowa. Welcome to What a Week with hot takes about the week's news and shout outs for people doing good in the world. This week we break down uh, denim in the Capitol, uh, COVID at the Capitol, racial profiling bill um, that that <laughs> that isn't, um, COVID relief coming from the federal government, and the Super Bowl. But first, let's start with this week's headlines. Ivy, what's up first? Uh, first, basically, we just have lots of COVID headlines at the Capitol. Um, it was recently announced that seven Iowa House Democrats are in quarantine because they either have COVID or at high risk. And obviously, this is problematic when Grassley won't even let them participate on the floor virtually, so they don't get to partake, and the fact that he won't pass a mask mandate. I mean, have you seen during debate when he will call like a point of order, someone will, and he literally refuses to wear a mask when people want to come up there to talk to him? Right. So he just like ignores it? He's like explicitly, like, I don't know, intentionally, might not be the right word, but he's, yeah, he's intentionally exposing them to whatever he's got, which is like... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just unbelievable that that someone would do that. Um, and I mean, I get if you're forced to be in a close quarter with someone, but like wear a mask. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Like do it out of respect for your colleagues. And um, yeah, no, it's it's absurd. Yeah. And then it was so because of that, it was really nice to see this week Beth Wessel Crochelle stand up against that. She wore jeans on the floor. And they actually were able to enforce that she couldn't because they didn't let her speak. So yeah. it really does prove that they can't enforce a mass mandate. Yeah, they've got it. They've got everything that they need to to enforce this to enforce a rule about a dress code. Um, and that was just some really genius work on her part um, to just put on full display their hypocrisy. Um, and it has unfortunately, fortunately, but unfortunately gotten a lot of coverage. Like the Washington mm-hmm. post wrote about this other national outlets. I saw she, yeah, she was interviewed by CNN, um, and on our own potluck, uh, FM, uh, she wrote, uh, representative Wessel Crichel wrote about this. So please check that out. Um, check that out too. But, uh, who knew that wearing a pair of jeans could be, uh, an, an act of, uh, resistance or revolution, right? Yeah, I mean, it's insane how strict they are about their dress code, but a mask, it's eh, whatever, personal freedom when it comes to that. You know? Yeah, of course, right? Um, it's only the rights that uh, that they want to be enforced mm-hmm. or, or to be upheld that, that are. So it's very, very selective and um, in, and, and endangering uh, everyone, everyone in their path. Exactly. Uh, more from Iowa House this week, or, you know, Iowa Capitol. So there is a new racial profiling bill, apparently, but really it's just Reynolds policing bill, um, SSB 1140. It was introduced this week, and I think it gets a subcommittee. It already got a subcommittee, so we'll see whenever that gets discussed. But basically, it's just ignorant of the fight against police brutality and social justice. 
And, I mean, Reynolds is trying to literally pass this off as a unifying bill because it's combined with a racial, racial profiling ban, but we've already seen ACLU of Iowa and Ross Smith say, you know, this is a political stunt. This is not good for Iowans. So that it, was just really, yeah. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's her, it's just her way to politicize this even further. And, um, and she should really be ashamed of, of doing this to, I mean, it's among all the, it's bad policy. It's not a, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a good idea, but, but it's also just this one more way that she has, that she and, uh, the last couple of Republican governors have taken control away from uh, local governments. I mean, this is something that if they make this decision that if you're in, you know, a suburb, if you're in a rural town, if you're wherever and you don't and you don't, you know, you make a decision about your own public safety or, or, or police force, then you're going to get penalized. Um, and and that's uh, um, that's really unfortunate, but it's what's happened on schools. Um, with especially around COVID, it's what has happened on um, minimum wage. When local count, when counties pass their own minimum wage increases, and the state legislature ripped those away mm-hmm. um, by taking away their authority to do that. Um, so there's really for the for a party that talks as much as they do about local control, they certainly do not um, uh, do not really believe that or act upon that. So. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a political game that she's playing with racial justice and it's, 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 um, unfortunate, but not surprising as we always say. Exactly. I mean, especially after all the progress that happened last session, uh, with the black caucus and everything, and then to turn it around and, you know, increase penalties for when people assault police officers, but not increasing penalties for when police officers assault the public, you know? I think right. there's just this real double standard here, but and to tie, and to tie the two together is just mm-hmm. really political and gross. Um, when I mean, there are still things like the racial like uh, the racial profiling piece that could pass with large bipartisan numbers. You know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like um, or I mean, or versions of that could like you, there's still room to have like maybe not unanimous like it was, but like, but, but significant bipartisan uh, legislation. And instead she's doing these, this, this political just BS and, and this, this topic, any topic, but, but especially this one deserves a lot better from, from the governor. During the legislative session, bills move quickly. And by the time you check your email, that advocacy alert may be too late. Now you can get text messages from Progress Iowa for the latest news and action alerts. Just text JOIN to 515-417-3320. We'll send petitions, phone numbers for key members of the legislature, and more to keep you informed. That's J-O-I-N to 515-417-3320 for text message updates from Progress Iowa. Um, some good news that happened that is happening at the federal level um, is moving. We are finally moving forward 
with uh, the next round of COVID relief. Uh, the Senate last night, we're recording on Friday, February 5th. Uh, last night, this morning, um, the Senate passed, the, the, federal, the U.S. Senate passed uh, a budget resolution to start the uh, $1.9 trillion uh, COVID relief. Now, the details are going to be worked out. Um, but that is moving forward, and um, they are going to be able to do this with 50 votes in the Senate, plus Vice President Kamala Harris never gets old saying that, um, breaking the tie. So, um, Ivy, what is your favorite part about this uh, uh, relief moving forward? Honestly, it's just you know, exciting to see that we get this movement on this relief so fast. I know that it's before it's taken months and months to see any progress, but now we're seeing it right away. And I know it's moving over to the house, this version of it. So we should get it soon, which is just going to be so good because obviously, you know, local uh, towns, states really need this relief. And so this is just, you know, a big relief. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. it is so great. I mean, it's going to be yeah, money for local governments, like you said, checks to to uh, working fam- to to families. Um, mm-hmm. um, I I I believe it's there's still a minimum wage increase being discussed. I know that that has gotten. Um, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about that in a, more in a second. Um, but I, I think it's the the biggest thing. I, I mean. Apart from the bill, um, I love the fact that they're just doing it. I know you said mm-hmm. you already said this, but like, um, I just remember in two thousand nine when uh, Obama and Biden came into office and Democrats had majorities in the House and Senate. A lot of the the talk about the recovery, the next round of recovery after the after the um, uh, recession and the stock market bubble or the crash um, of of oh eight and oh nine. It all centered around like it was a political discussion. It was, oh, well, we can't have it hit this number of because if we have a trillion dollar plan, it will be perceived as too much. They ended up having a 780 some odd billion dollar plan, which economists said was not nearly enough to 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 sustain a recovery and because we were in such a deep hole. And so I think just doing the right thing and letting the politics work out um, is is hopefully a good lesson that they've taken from that. And hopefully this will be enough. If it's not, I hope they come back and do more um, because the most important thing is that people get the help that they need. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I mean, we need funds to get this vaccine out because it's clear it's not moving fast enough. So. Excited to see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that happened, like how you mentioned, Ernst last night claimed to have stopped the $15 minimum wage during the pandemic, which was just clearly false. She had this amendment, which clearly wasn't studied well or something because Senator Sanders, Bernie Sanders, noted that, you know, it wasn't going to happen like that, that the proposal was to increase it to $15 over five years, not during, like not right now. So that was just kind of embarrassing to watch. Yeah. It's embarrassing and bizarre. It's like, what if I on this podcast said, and we sent out a press release saying, Progress Iowa demands that the Super Bowl be played this Sunday. I mean, like, great. Well, mm-hmm. it's, gonna, it's it's already, they're like, we, we were, we were going to do that anyway. Yeah. So um, she, I mean, <laughs> I guess well done, Senator, for doing getting mm-hmm. something done that was already going to happen. Um it's a pretty 
if you can do that with a straight face, I guess you can be a, a Republican senator from, from the state of Iowa. So exactly. Um, lastly, one one more bit of um, su- not surprising, but really really unfortunate news on COVID. Um, there's some information that came out this week saying that Iowa is the uh, is 47th in the country for vaccine supply, um, and we're also 46th in the country in the rate of administering vaccines to our residents. Um, this is something that is going to impact everyone from healthcare workers to um, seniors to teachers as they're trying to get people to go back to back to school full time in person. So. I mean, I, um, the, the governor wants answers or wants to know why uh, mm-hmm. this is happening. And I mean, I don't know about you, Ivy, but I think she should just look in the mirror and know that we don't really have a plan here. I mean, there's, they're mm-hmm. now starting to talk about having a plan. But what do you, what do you think about her uh, quest for answers? I guess I don't know. or I don't even know what the heck that was about. I mean, it's ridiculous, especially the part about the fact that we're 46 in administering the vaccines. And during the press conference, I think that was yesterday, she was speaking on, you know, we're talking to some of these uh, districts, seeing what the problem is, you know, but I think that she, like you said, needs to take a look in the mirror when there's no central website to register for the vaccine, when there's so much confusion confusion. I see so many people online asking, how do I get the vaccine? Do I have to travel to Illinois to get this? You know, it's yeah. ridiculous. So I mean, we send out I regular think there's clear oh, answer. Yeah, it's, it's totally true. And we send out regular updates about COVID from Progress Iowa and people reply to us as if we like, because there's just no, like, they, and we're not, I mean, we're an advocacy group, but we don't have direct information or knowledge about where the vaccines are coming from or being just you know being distributed other than whatever's available publicly but they're reaching out because they don't know no one i mean it's it's a very confusing uh situation and if you don't um if you're not getting a call from your doctor or not you know not getting it directly there like it's just tough there's a lot of a lot of poor communication i would say um which is not what you want when you're trying to solve a pandemic now we move on to hot takes where we go through some rapid fire questions about the news of the week. So first, Ivy, it is Super Bowl week um, this Sunday. Who do you think is going to win? Well, since I Googled who is in the Super Bowl this morning, I'm not sure. Uh, definitely going to, what I do is I root for the underdog. So whoever's okay. doing worse during the beginning part, that's all I root okay. for. You? Oh, you're going to wait. You don't even. Yeah. So, so. Ultimately, whoever loses the game is who you will want to have won then, right? Yeah, I like, always feel bad for them. Okay, okay. Um, well, I grew up in the Kansas City area. I'm a big Chiefs fan, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs because I just hope they win, and I think they're slightly favored anyway. Um, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady likes Donald Trump, so... Um, yeah, I heard that. So that kind of makes me. Right. Although, I, I mean, like he's the best quarterback of all time and is, you know, hard to beat. Yeah. But but um, I'm definitely pulling for the Chiefs. Um, so next up is if you're at a Super Bowl party, what is your favorite snack? Uh, definitely just ordering pizza. And my dad makes these mozzarella sticks, which are really good. So okay. that is what we're going to do this year. Very excited for that. Yeah. 
I think I'd have to go with either like hot wings or like mm. for a snack, like nacho cheese Doritos. Oh, yeah. Those. Aren't um, they just the regular Doritos? <laughs> well, there's different kinds. There's like nacho cheese, there's Cool Ranch, there's all the different flavors. So, mm. um, it's just so funny. I never hear anyone go nacho cheese Doritos. Sorry for nitpicking. Well, I mean, I think if you said Doritos, you probably would assume that, but you mm. know, you could just have just plain clear. chips, you know, like plain corn mm. chips or whatever. So, like you would have with chips and salsa. Um, uh, so lastly, for hot takes, uh, Representative Beth Wessel Cushell wore jeans to protest the dress code at the Capitol this week to show that it could be enforced. Like we talked about, if you were going to wear something, you know, what's your comfy go to, like, mm-hmm. uh, to protest, to, to protest in a similar way, would, would it be jeans or would it be something else? Probably like a big sweatshirt and leggings, but I think I would bedazzle the leggings because I've always wanted to bedazzle something and that seems like the perfect time to draw attention. <laughs> what about you? I think it'd be a zip up hoodie of some kind mm-hmm. like um, and then and I have um, Zubas, Zuba pants. If you What? So if you Google it, it's Z-U-B-A-Z, but it's uh, um, she's Googling right now, um, mm-hmm. but they're like and they're Chiefs Zuba pants, but it's like stripes, like funny, like zebra stripes. Um, and they're like big and comfy and um, they're basically the official pants of the pandemic for me. So um, I, that's what I would wear, I think. These to, are to great. Very mm-hmm. 90s vibes. How fun. Yep. If you get that and a starter jacket, you would see me in the in the 90s. So... Next, we have our shout-outs where we lift up great work happening all over the state. If you have any recommendations, please send them to at Progress Iowa or at Potluck FM. Uh, this week, we really want to shout-out Beth Wessel Crescell just for standing up against the hypocrisy of, you know, the Iowa GOP, especially Pat Grassley. It's ridiculous to have such a strong enforcement on jeans but not a mask. So really proud to see uh, Beth Russell Crescell stand up for Iowans, yeah. Yeah, it was just so well done and creative. Like, it's so hard to keep talking about this issue and and Mm -hmm. because no matter how important it is, and it is, like, it just gets tiring almost for the press to to cover how how badly that Grassley and the Republicans are endangering people. So Mm -hmm. when you have someone like uh, Representative Wessel Crochelle kind of cut through all that and be able to communicated in this clear of a way it's really just really really well done so shout out to you representative what a week is produced by progress iowa as part of the potluck media network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you we are mixed and edited by greg howenstein for more information visit potluck.fm find us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What a Week.